Researchers have found that over 40% of deaths are actually due to behaviors we have the power to change. 40%. What you choose to eat, the lifestyle habits you create, your state of mind, these are all behaviors and they're part of that 40%. And we don't even have to be as dramatic as life or death here. Think about the impact these types of behaviors have on your Crohn's or colitis. When we form healthy habits and behaviors around these three key areas, eating, lifestyle, and mindset, we have the power to live not just symptom-free, but in healthier and longer-lasting ways. So how do you do it? How do you make those three unbelievably hard but necessary behavior changes to help you live your best life? That's what I'm going to share with you today. You are listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Hey there, dear one. Welcome to the episode. I am so honored that you're sharing this time with me today. No matter what you're up to, making breakfast, doing the dishes, working out, driving the mom pool, we're in this podcast bubble together and it's my absolute favorite way to connect with you. So thanks for showing up with me today. We've just been through one of the darkest times in history. A time when moving around your community was seldom. A time when we wanted nothing more than to settle in all cozy at home, probably wearing the same clothes you wore yesterday, binge watching Tiger King, Bridgerton, or The Queen's Gambit. We didn't make lots of changes during COVID. We were just treading water, trying to keep things moving so that we didn't sink. But now... Now, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Now, we are starting to come out of the abyss to see glimmers that even though life may forever be different, it may be time once again for change. The kind of change that gets us out of our comfort zone. The kind of change that even though it can be difficult, it also comes with great reward. When it comes to Crohn's and colitis, the biggest change we can make in our lives is any change that leads to us feeling better. Any change that results in better gut health so that we can get on with our lives and enjoy it on our terms. And thankfully, there's a wide range of ways we can improve our gut health. And right now, right now at this moment in time, it feels like, at least in the U.S., it feels like To me, it feels like we're butterflies. We're emerging from our cocoon after this long time sheltering in place. 
now is a great time to make some of those changes that you might not have been emotionally strong enough to make just a few months ago. Now is the time to adopt a new eating plan, to get out in nature more, to engage in a mindful practice like meditation or deep breathing, or finding ways to make your stress or anxiety more manageable. How have things like this been going for you? Are you diving in with both feet and making change happen? Or are you still holding back, still struggling to find the motivation, the time, or even the interest to make the changes you know will move the needle towards IBD remission? If you're struggling to make change happen, then this is the episode for you. I've just done my own deep dive into the latest research on why behavior changes are so hard to make and what it actually takes to motivate us to make change. And oh my, you're going to be so surprised by the findings. This is groundbreaking and the cool thing is it's not what you think it's going to be at all. So buckle up your procrastination belt mama because I've got your antidote. Change. Change seems like a simple word on the surface, but if you've ever tried to make change in your life, whether you've succeeded or you failed, you know just how daunting the whole process can be. Because we're creatures of habit, after all. I actually really, I love that about humans. I love that we are so ritual and habit-oriented. But If you have habits and rituals that aren't serving you, what do you do? What if there are things about your food choices, your lifestyle habits, and your state of mind that could use just a little tweak, a little shift, a little shift that will improve your gut health and lead you down the path to remission? I know that's the path you want to go down. So what exactly does it take to change behavior and why is it so hard to make new behavior stick? And how does all of this relate to the behavior changes that we can make to help our IBD? All good questions. And it's questions like these, those behavior change questions, that were the catalyst for a new book by Dr. Katie Milkman, How to Change, The Science of Getting from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. Dr. Milkman's book, it's full of, in my opinion, fascinating research studies on how behavior change actually happens. Not how we think it happens, how we've been taught that it happens. And as soon as I read this, I knew that I just, I had to share some of her insights with you. So one of the things I know my clients and mamas in our free and fabulous gut love community struggle with is making change. Even when it comes to those positive changes that impact our IBD in a good way. So the whole time I'm reading, even though this book, it isn't about IBD specifically, I was thinking, how can this help IBDers? And I think I figured it out. And I want to tell you about some of the things I learned from the research that Dr. Milkman talks about because I really think it's going to help you. I think it's going to help you find ways to make gut healing behavior change stick for you. But before we dive in, I just want to tell you quickly who Dr. Milkman is so that you can see where she's coming from and what kind of work she does. Dr. Milkman is a professor at the Wharton School, and she's the co-director of the Behavior Change for Good initiative at University of Pennsylvania. 
and she also has a podcast called Choiceology. I've listened to several of the episode episodes and it's really good. You might be thinking, oh, she's a doctor, it's academic kind of stuff, it's stuffy. But Dr. Milkman, she has this really relatable way and she puts heady concepts into terms that we can all understand. I'll leave the links to all of her stuff in the show notes in case you want to check it out, in case you want to check out the work that she's doing on habits and behavior change. Now, right from the get-go, I have to be honest with you and tell you that looking into behavior change and the best ways to change our behavior, it's really kind of a personal pet project of mine. It's what led me to want to read this book because as this self-proclaimed chief procrastination queen, I've definitely had roadblocks with behavior change in my own life. So I just have to say that from the get-go. As an example, you can take my whole journey into starting the specific carbohydrate diet. You might have heard this story before because I know I've shared it a time or two, but after I read the Breaking the Vicious Cycle book, that's the SCD how-to guide, It sat in a storage box for five years at my house. Actually, if I'm being more specific, it sat in a box that started in South Carolina and then it stayed in that same box when we moved to Mississippi. And then again, it stayed in a box when we lived in England. And then finally, it made its way to Maryland where my husband got out of the military where I opened it, where I finally opened the box in a desperation measure after a doctor told me there's nothing else I can do for you. Now that's procrastination, right? Five years, multiple places that it moved around, moved around the world with me. I could also tell you about my late night procrastinations before every assignment, every paper, every testing college. Need I say more? So. If you're feeling what I'm saying, if you're a procrastinator too, just know that we are in this together. I know procrastination well. She and I are on a first name basis. Just because I'm telling you about the wonderful work of Dr. Milkman, it doesn't mean that I have this any more figured out than you do. Behavior change is hard for me too, but I can say that reading about some of the interesting ideas in this book, it definitely gives me hope. And I hope that it gives you some hope too. There's six things that stuck out with me most when it comes to how we can find the best ways to take the kind of behavior changes that will positively impact our Crohn's and colitis and make it work for us. Let me tell you about those ways. Number one, we are told that the best way to change our behavior is through consistency, doing something in the same way, at the same time, at the same place, but the truth is, it's not. Or how about behavior change gem number two? How something called present bias works to undermine behavior change and keep our procrastination alive and well. Or number three, How what Dr. Milkman calls temptation bundling can lead us to behavior change that lasts. Let me tell you about number four. The fresh start that can start any time of year, not just New Year's. Or the one that stuck with me, number five, the power of being watched. Hmm, I'm leaving you with a little intrigue on that one. And number six, 
the harm we do to our behavior goals when we look up to the wrong kind of role model. Each of these little nuggets of wisdom deserves some time to explain how they can work to help heal your IBD because, right, that's what it's all about. So it's about fitting Dr. Milkman's work into our IBD mold. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's do just that. Let's suss out each of these from an IBD lens so you can see how these concepts can lead to good things for your gut health. And of course, they can work for other changes as well. We're going to look at it from the IBD lens, but just know that they'll work for any change you want to make in your life. So let's start with number one, idea number one. The idea that behavior change is linked to something we do consistently, right? That do it at the same time, the same place, in the same environment. We're told that if we're serious about starting a new behavior and we want to make it stick, we need to create an inflexible plan and never deviate from that plan. That's the way to form a habit, right? After a period of time of adhering to that, some say 21 days, then we have a new habit, right? That's what we all think. So let's make this really actionable, thinking about it in terms of the ibd right? So let's say that you want to start a yoga practice, or maybe you want to develop a daily meditation routine, or possibly you want to get in the habit of getting out in the sun, right? Summertime, you want to get out in the sun. You want to get a good dose of vitamin D because that's huge for our immune function and our overall health. So if we want to do that, we're told we must be rigid. Same time, same place, same environment. Well, according to Dr. Milkman's research, and I love this really revolutionary find, the inflexible do it at the same time approach, it isn't necessary for behavior change that sticks. In a recent research study conducted with 25,000 Google employees, they looked at the habit of developing an exercise habit, right? They chose exercise because that's a really easy, measurable goal. But for you, I want you to think about it in terms of any physical activity. Any physical activity that has the power to help your Crohn's or colitis. Now I have clients who are CrossFit goddesses and I have clients who feel like they've accomplished their fitness goals if they take a daily walk with their dog. So when you think about this study and you think about this particular behavior change guide, I want you to think about it in terms of exercise with whatever your movement goal looks like because that's going to be different for all of us. So with this study, they put Google employees in two different groups. Group one was told to go to the gym at the same time, same place, every day. They were told to follow a schedule. Group two was told, pick a time that works for you. And they were encouraged to set the same number of times that they exercised per week. But how they got it done, now that could vary. Guess which group stuck to their new habit? You might have expected it was group two, the flexible group. The researchers found that building an elastic habit, one that has room for change in it, it's a much more durable way to build a new habit. So how might this play out for you? Well, let's go ahead and take that habit of developing a yoga practice, for example. Maybe it's your goal to practice yoga, let's say four times a week, and you want to practice first thing in the morning for 30 minutes. That's your goal. So what if one morning you wake up late because you weren't feeling well the night before? 
And now you're rushed because you have to get the kids out the door to wherever they're going, school, activities, friend's house, wherever they're going. And yoga is not going to happen today. So if you were in group one, that'd be it. You'd definitely say, I'm not going to get to my yoga goal and probably I should just stop this habit because it's just not working, right? That's a completely inflexible approach. But... If you're in group two, you might start thinking about another time of day when you could get your yoga practice in. You might have time for maybe a a lower amount session. Instead of 30 minutes, you have 15 minutes. You might just skip that day altogether and then do your yoga practice tomorrow. See how that flexibility can fit in your favor. When you develop a new habit, whatever it is, let yourself be a little bit flexible. Feeling like you have to do that new habit in the same way at the same time every day, it can actually make you more likely to quit soon after you start. The second thing that I mentioned was something called present bias and how it works to undermine behavior change and keep our procrastination alive as well. According to Dr. Milkman, present bias happens when we focus on our here and now rewards. That's something that's so present in our lives today, right? Social media scrolling, binge watching TV, the things that we do when we know we should be doing something else more productive. Now, when it comes to this type of procrastination, there's a couple cool tools that I heard about that are out now and they can help us with this type of situation. One of them is an app called Stick. S-T-I-C-K-K. Basically, Stick is an app where you impose a fine on yourself if you don't achieve your future goals. Have you heard of apps like this? So you tell the app your goal, you agree to a binding contract, you choose a charity of your choice where the money will go if you don't stick to that goal, and then you can even choose a referee, someone who you trust to be impartial, and they can be the person who reports on you if you don't achieve your goal. Some people recommend that you choose a charity that you definitely would not want to support. Just a little bit more incentive to stick with your goal. There's also an app called BeMinder and it works very much in the same way. I will link to Stick and BeMinder in the show notes in case this is an idea you might want to try. Now besides Stick or BeMinder for procrastination and difficulty sticking with new habits, I really like one other method that was mentioned in the book and it's called the carrot. I really like this method because it involves fun and whenever I'm forming a new habit, it gets bonus points if it can be fun. I'm definitely more apt to stick with it, right? So most of the time when I think about achieving a new goal or starting a new habit, most of the time we think about the most effective way to reach that goal. But but with the carrot, we think about what would be the way that's most fun to achieve our goal. When many people choose the fun way to achieve a goal, they're then more likely to stick with that goal. Dr. Milkman, she equates this to Mary Poppins, our beloved Mary Poppins and her spoonful of sugar theory. So the sugar, that's the fun. It helps the medicine or your habit go down. 
So of course, this way of doing things, it might not work for the perfectionist in you who wants everything to be done in the most effective and best way. But do you want to achieve your goal or do you want to give it up because you're so perfectionistic about the way it has to be done? Let's make this actionable. Have you been thinking about trying a gut healing diet? Maybe like the specific carbohydrate diet or maybe paleo. What if you did that diet with a friend? Wouldn't it be more fun that way? The two of you can then go through it together with all the ups and the downs. You can support each other along the way. See, more fun. Or maybe you want to try a different kind of diet, like maybe you're trying gluten-free. But the idea of figuring out all those new recipes, making them gluten-free, the idea of meal prepping all of it, that just makes you feel really overwhelmed. How can you make that more fun? Is there a gluten-free blog with recipes galore? Oh yeah, there definitely is. There's tons of those. Or is there a friend who might want to meal prep with you so that you share the load, you share it together? And they don't even have to have IBD, right? They just have to want to eat gluten-free. Both of these ideas, they'll make going gluten-free more fun. It might not be perfect, but these changes, are, they're not about perfection. They're about making these new healthy habits durable and sticky. Let's talk about the number three gem of a find from all this research, and it's called temptation bundling. What's this? So this is habit building in a technique that also has fun built in. With temptation bundling, you only let yourself do a new habit while you're doing something productive. So let me explain this. So let's use exercise as an example because that's an easy one to use. So you would pair, let's say, the elliptical with something that you really want to do, something tempting like a binge-worthy TV show. One of my clients, this reminds me of one of my clients, Amy, she uses temptation bundling to make her SCD legal food on Sunday. Now, I wasn't calling it temptation bundling before I read this book, but now I know that's actually what she's doing. So if you know anything about the specific carbohydrate diet, you know that it can involve a fair amount of making food at home. So this is Amy's least favorite part of the SCD. So she does all her meal prep for the week on Sunday afternoon while, and here's the fun part, while she catches up on her favorite podcasts. So in two hours, she's listened to two to three episodes and she does flatter me by saying that I'm in her Sunday bundle. So then bada bing, she's ready for a week's worth of eating for her gut. Pretty cool, right? So what fun activity can you pair with a gut healing habit? Maybe you could go for walks with a neighbor. Maybe your nighttime stretches, right? Maybe you just really want to stretch your body out, which we know is really good for us. Maybe you want to do that while listening to an audiobook. Don't you just love this temptation bundling idea? I hope it's sparking some ideas for you because I love it. I think that this is my favorite habit building technique. I'm definitely going to try this one. I've never done it before, but I am ready to give it a try. Technique number four, let's talk about that one. Habit creating behavior change technique number four, it has to do with fresh starts. And fresh starts, they don't always have to be on New Year's Day like so many of us are told. A fresh start can be any day of the year. 
Mondays, right? Mondays are always fresh. It's the perfect day for a fresh start. And maybe it's the first day of the month. That's also a great day for a fresh start. Any day that has some sort of significance to you, a birthday, a holiday, those can also be great ways to have a fresh start. It's about linking your new habit to a day that has meaning for you. And when you do that, you're more inclined to act on that new habit. I definitely know this always makes me think when I think about fresh starts, it makes me think about a fresh start that I made. Remember when I told you that it took me five years, I mentioned five years to try the specific carbohydrate diet because that book, it sat in a box. Well, after those five years went by and I was ready to start the diet, the month was May. But I knew that if I linked the diet to a fresh start, I'd be more apt to stick with it. So after careful planning, like I do with things, sometimes too much, but after careful planning and thinking about the perfect day for me, I chose July 4th. Now, if you live in America, you know the significance of that day, July 4th. It's Independence Day, but it was also my own personal Independence Day. It was the day I said no more to do everything my doctor told me to do. No more to being the good little soldier and never getting any better. I think one of the reasons SCD was so successful for me was because of that very reason. I linked it to a fresh start day. So now, now every year on July 4th, I have my own celebration. My own celebration day of independence with all of my favorite SCD legal foods. All right. Let's talk about powerful habit builder number five, the power of being watched, but not in a creepy way. We're talking about accountability, that kind of being watched. There's this really cool study that Dr. Milkman talks about where a company is trying to get a community to sign up for environmentally friendly energy saving techniques like turning off power during peak times. So typically, that's not a great sell, right? Well, these researchers, they created two different test groups. And in one group, people were asked to sign up on a sign-up sheet in their community using a PIN number. If they wanted to participate in the turning off their power at peak times, they used a PIN number on a sign-up sheet. The other group had that same sign-up sheet, but instead of a PIN, they were asked for to give their energy saving information with their name. So they wrote their actual name on the sign-up sheet. Guess which group had more signups? Yep, you guessed it, the group that put their names down. Because of course they wanted to look good in their community's eyes. They wanted to look good to their neighbors. It's all about accountability. Our behavior change when someone is watching. Now, of course we have to make this actionable. So how can this work this idea work in your IBD healing life. So here's what I think. Let's say that you're feeling like stress and anxiety in your life. You're feeling like it's wreaking havoc on your Crohn's and colitis symptoms. So you've decided that you're going to commit to a stress management app, like an app called Shine or Calm. These are two really great apps for stress and anxiety help, for help with those things. You might want to check them out. But there's a couple ways accountability can be used here. 
Now, one way is to work with an accountability buddy. We've been told that before. I'm sure you've heard that. Someone who holds you to the goal that you've set for yourself. And if you've promised to use the app five times a week, then your accountability buddy, they'll be checking in with you to make sure that you stay on track. And this could be a fun one actually to also do with a friend. You could be each other's accountability buddy. If you don't do it, right, the accountability buddy, it's their job to then give you a little tough love and they get you back on track with that tough love that they give. Another way that you might want to use the accountability idea is to shout your calm or shine up intentions out loud to the whole world. And in this day and age, that's pretty easy to do, right? You post it on social media, you declare your new habit to the world and you say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Check in with me. Hold me accountable. Nothing holds you to your word more like putting it out there for the world to see. One last tip to help you form super healthy gut healing habits is habit change factor number six. Looking up to the right people. We just talked about the power of social media, but there's definitely a downside to it, isn't there? Everyone on social media, their lives seem so perfect. They seem to have it all. They seem to be together. They seem to be 10 steps ahead of wherever you are. Comparing yourself to those people, those people who seem like they're way ahead of you, it's never a good idea because the gap between you and them, it's just too great. Instead of inspiring you, they make you feel like a failure. Instead of wasting your time on people who seem to have it all figured out, pick someone who's just a few steps ahead of you. This is someone you can now relate to. This is someone whose goals are very similar to your own. Seeing yourself in this light, it will then boost your self-confidence. So then you can't help but feel like you can do it. If they can do it, you can do it too. So when you feel that way, then you're much more apt to keep those behavior changes going. All right, there you go. There you have it, mama. The six of the most researched, the best backed research methods to help you get started to make lasting changes and forming healthy habits that can then have the power to bring your IBD into remission. So now you've got the tools, you have a bunch of them that we just talked about. What are you going to do with them? Well, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do with them. You're going to do it like a mom. You're going to do it like the badass mom that you are. I'm going to go ahead and recap the habit changing tools that we talked about today. And while I do, your job your do it like a mom job is to pick two. Pick two of these that resonate with you the most. You definitely don't want to pick them all because then I know you will never commit. Pick two. Pick two that you can get started on right away. You can always add in more later. Are you ready? Okay, here's the recap. It's time for you to think about the two that resonate with you most. Number one, forget rigid goals. Be flexible, but persistent. Those kind of strategies, they work better. Number two, don't get sucked in by present bias. That re the rewards of the here and the now. Use apps like Stick or BeMinder to make sure that you stay with it, that you achieve your goals. Number three, 
Use temptation bundling where you link a behavior a behavior that you're just starting to do, maybe one you're not really all that jazzed about doing. You link that behavior with something you love to keep you motivated, to keep you going, to keep you doing that behavior. Number four, make a fresh start any day of the year. Remember, my fresh start was July 4th. And I have to say, if you're listening to this in real time and you live in the States, July 4th is right around the corner. It's coming up. So maybe that could be your date too. Number five, get watched, but not in a creepy way. Of course, get an accountability partner to share your intentions with them so they can help you be accountable or share it, your, share it and be accountable on the World Wide Web. Number six, look up people who are just a few steps ahead of you. Looking up too high, it only makes you feel like you can never achieve your goals. All right, those are the six. Did you pick two? All right, I'm going to trust you because I can't hear you through the podcast, but I'm going to trust you that you did it. That's awesome. And that's all that you need to do for today. You did enough, mama. Tomorrow, though, tomorrow I want you to take some action. DM me on Facebook. Let me know which ones you pick. I will let you know mine too, and then we can be accountability buddies for each other. We can help each other achieve our goals. DM me on Facebook at The IBD Health Coach. The IBD Health Coach. You've got this. I know you can do it. Now, we talked about a lot today, but this is just a sampling of the work Dr. Katie Milkman is doing on how we make changes and form healthy habits that last. If you're a procrastinator like me, if you're struggling to make changes that you know will help you feel better, help you be the mom that you know you deserve to be, help you live your best life, then this book is really worth purchasing. A link for Dr. Milkman's book, How to Change, is in the show notes. So I want you to think about this. I want you to say no to the status quo that has become your life. I want you to say no to it's always going to, it must be this way. It's never going to get better. I want you to say no to I can't. You can It won't happen all at once, but it will happen. Start small with baby steps. And remember, when you form those small habits and you work on them in a flexible but consistent way, you will get there. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD healing journey. Chat soon. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to today's episode. When it comes to IBD, I know there's a lot of resources out there and I'm truly honored that you chose the Cheeky Podcast to get your IBD information today. If you found this information helpful, please give us a rating and review. It helps other moms find the podcast and see what we're doing over here to help IBD moms everywhere. And if you feel called to do it, share this podcast with an IBD mom who you know could really use an uplifting message today because that's what we're all about over here at the Cheeky Podcast. One last thing, if you're still with me, and if you are, you're definitely my kind of gal. We have to get to know each other better. If you're tired of living on the hamster wheel of IBD with all the ups and downs between flares and remission, 
If you're struggling to get control of your abdominal pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and other troubling IBD symptoms, go to my website. It's karenhaley.com, and my mom had to be just a little bit different, spell my name with a Y. So it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com, and schedule your very own free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session with me, where we discuss the challenges you've been having, we set goals to help you move forward, and we talk about how we can work together to help you get your life back. It's a power-packed 30 minutes. You don't have to live in IBD status quo. There's so much that can be done to transform your life so you can thrive in motherhood and thrive with IBD. I've seen my clients walk this path and it gives me so much joy to take that journey with them. My entire coaching practice is run online so you never have to leave your house and you never have to get out of your jammy or yoga pants for us to work together. You know I'm wearing them too. If you're ready to take your first amazing step towards healing, I'm ready to chat with you. Schedule your free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting sesh today at karenhaley.com. Click on the work with me tab and I'll see you soon. It's important to note that the information in this podcast and in this episode is for general information purposes only and not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The statements made in the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, either by me or my guests, is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before implementing any new treatment protocols, do yourself a favor and consult your physician first. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for saving this space for us to spend some time together. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey.